You're listening to a podcast on Catholic Saints. This podcast is produced by the Augustan Institute, an apostolate helping Catholics understand, live, and share their faith. Welcome back to Forum Now. Uh, I'm Dr. Elizabeth Klein. I'm here with Dr. Jessica Murdoch. We both teach here at the Augustan Institute. And we're doing a series on holy women you've never heard of. So some more obscure uh, female saints from the tradition who uh, we both admire and like and would like to spread their cult uh, and share love of these saints. Uh, so this episode is on Saint Scholastica, the sister of Saint Benedict. Uh, she lived in the 5th century, so it was born around 480 uh, and died around 542. So the previous two saints, uh, Macrina and Mary Egypt, were saints that I picked. And Scholastica is a <laughs> saint that Dr. Murdoch picked. So I'm going to let her kick it off telling us a little bit about Saint Scholastica. Well, we don't know a whole lot about Saint Scholastica. But as you said, she was actually the twin sister of Saint Benedict of Nursia. So she, too, was born to nobles in Nursia. And she loved God intensely from childhood. She was um, really taken by her brother's holy example. And when he left, he left to study in Rome, and then eventually St. Benedict, you know, founded his monastery and wrote his rule. And she was so impressed by this that she endeavored to become a hermit, living at the foot of the mountain of her brother's monastery, actually. Well, that's really interesting because, so just to remind people a little bit of St. Benedict. So St. Benedict is, of course, really well-known, like patron saint of Europe, founder of Western monasticism. But he actually had a really similar trajectory, right, because he started off as a hermit. Yes, he did. He started as a hermit too, and others gathered around him and, and uh, recognized his wisdom. And eventually, when you have enough people praying in one place, you it's, found a monastery. Yeah, you're not a hermit anymore. <laughs> and so that's really interesting that like she kind of really follows the same the same thing. I wonder if they were identical twins. That's exactly they can't be identical <laughs> they twins because they were male but That's exactly what happened though. Other women flocked to Saint Scholastica and they began praying together in the same place. And eventually uh, she was almost forced to find to found a monastery uh, to house all of all of the women who who came to pray together. But what was great is she used her brother's rule. Okay, so it was like a twin monastery to uh, his monastery, about five miles uh, south of Monte Cassino. With a twin rule. Yes, that's really interesting. It kind of reminds me of um, Saint Augustine had a sister who was a nun, and he wrote a rule for her. So this this theme of like. Uh, holy brothers and sisters is kind of Urging a each other yeah, on. it's kind of a constant throughout the tradition i mean even we talked about saint macrina and her mm -hmm. as well was with her brothers it's just it's kind of i don't know it's kind of encouraging for us for those in families or maybe discouraging for an unholy example but <laughs> that's kind of an encouraging idea that sort of that holiness can come through you know, right. bloodline, so to speak. It runs in the blood, hopefully, if you're a good example. Right. And it seems that this brother and sister were very close to each other, uh, even though they were in their separate monasteries. It's said that every year they would meet at a farmhouse because it would have been against the rule of, the, the rule of St. Benedict uh, for them to meet each other's monasteries. So uh, once a year they would meet at a farmhouse and pass the days in holy conversation, elevating their hearts to God and urging each other on in their monastic life actually. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's really awesome. And the the life that um, Dr. Murray's referring to was written by Pope Gregory the Great, uh, the life of St. Benedict, kind of like a generation after him. So mm -hmm. he's the one who records uh, the story of St. Scholastica. If I recall, there, there's kind of one like really cool story yes. of Scholastica near the end of the life of St. Benedict. Yes, there is. Uh, Gregory the Great does uh, tell us about 
the last time that St. Benedict and St. Scholastica came together in the farmhouse, uh, they, as usual, uh, passed the hours in holy conversation. And at one point, St. Benedict was uh, trying to leave. And uh, St. Scholastica asked him to stay, and he was going to deny her because it would have been against his rule to uh, spend a night outside of his monastery. And so St. Scholastica turned to our Lord and prayed for him to in some way detain her brother. And what happened is a uh, very bad storm uh, came by and St. Benedict could not go to the monastery that night. As it turns out, this was going to be her last night alive. He, re, uh, she, he returned to his monastery and three days later saw a dove ascending to heaven that represented the soul of his sister. Yeah, and then they end up like being buried next to each other, right? Yes, at the, in the at monastery the at Monte yeah. Casino. And when her prayer is granted, like St. Benedict's like all upset, like as if, you know, she's called down like a curse or something. He did. Right? And, and like... she said, she says to him, I asked you and you wouldn't listen. I asked God and it was granted as if to point out that it was God who wanted uh, this stay. final request. Yeah. And the like kind of the, I think there's a line in there, like she who, she who loved more was granted more. Right. Yes. So she's kind yes. of like this, this patron state of charity, which it's a real, it's just very interesting that this, this Holy Sister features so strongly at the end of the life of St. Benedict, because, of course, it's not the life of St. Scholastica. It's about right. Benedict. Uh, it's about him founding uh, these orders and, and putting down this rule. And yet the final kind of word almost, because Benedict dies shortly, perhaps very close to the end, yes. he dies and then is buried next to his sister. It's kind of like the lesson is charity charity rules all, yes, you know, even though, even though it's, of course, praising the rule of St. Benedict and the way of life he founded, founding a school for the Lord's service and discipline and all of these things. But charity first. But still charity first. And that sometimes means not following the rule because that's actually like right. he actually broke his own rule. Uh, but it's trying to say something about sort of when when to make those discernments about about charity first. It, it I study St. Augustine, so I, I'm always reminded about things about St. Augustine, no matter what saint we're talking about. But uh, it reminds me of... Um, something in a little treatise that Augustine wrote. Uh, there's a, a deacon who wrote to Augustine and said, like, like, I get bored listening to myself talk about theology. Like, when someone walks into your door and they say, I want to become a Christian, like, what do you even say to them? Like, mm -hmm. where do you even start? And how do you uh, stop yourself from being bored? Uh, and how do you make time for it and all these things? And Augustine, one of the things he responds is not so much with what to say, but the right disposition to be in when you say right. it. And he says, like, okay, we, we all work really hard to make our schedules as best as they can, be most efficient, mm -hmm. you know, do our best work for God. But you can be guaranteed that if someone walks in your door and says, I want to be a Christian, that you know what God has planned for you that day. Right. Like, you drop everything. You see this even uh, for mothers. I, I think that's a wonderful example even for mothers. Sometimes we try to, you know, get all of our prayers said and, and have a certain life of piety and children will just intervene. And the, the right act of charity is to respond to those needs sometimes, even over and against the prayer. Especially when, like, we sometimes think of spiritual needs in a very, like, rigid way of, like, okay, my spiritual needs are, like, my holy hour every day or my Bible time every day. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, again, like, this story is saying rules are good, discipline mm -hmm. is good. But there are, if someone, if someone right there in front of you saying, like, give me Jesus, you know, that's what Scholastica is saying. Like, I want to 
have more time with you to talk about the Lord right. uh, and to encourage my soul. Little does he know in preparation for her death. But but that's a lesson for us, right? If someone yes. comes to us and is asking us for spiritual help, for prayers, for advice, like we don't know right. what's going on in their life. We don't know if they're going through something very difficult. We don't know if they this may be their last day on earth for mm-hmm. all we know. Uh, and if we think it doesn't fit into our schedule, then we may never have the time. Right. Uh, and so I think it's just it's just a very beautiful lesson. Uh, and some that point I made about St. Mary of Egypt's life is that sometimes, you know, we know these sort of like great desert fathers or we know uh, these great male monastics like St. Benedict. Uh, but as in all great stories, there's almost always a woman <laughs> in the background somewhere. <laughs> uh, maybe she's not, uh, you know, as as sort of put to the fore, although in this story she really is in a way mm-hmm. because she's kind of the crowning jewel of the end of the story. Uh, but there really is that idea that men and women are in it together, whether or not right. it's uh, sort of monastic life or hermit life yeah. or family life, uh, that God is calling people to to love him and to witness in all of these different ways, whether or not they're men or women. So. And it also demonstrates uh, what the, the sheer effects that holy families can have on the world. I mean, the amount of vocations coming out of the, the, the monastic family, let's say, of St. Benedict and St. Scholastica is amazing, really. Yeah, that's All totally born from true. their own holy conversation. Yeah, and, you know, we have we have modern examples, too, like with Teresa Lisieux's family, mm-hmm. and, and people really are like, wow, that's that's so amazing. But and it is amazing, of course, but there's mm-hmm. there's a pattern there yes. uh, in the tradition of um, saints encouraging one another, saints being a holy example, especially, especially in the family. Uh, and so I, that's a good thing to always keep in mind as a parent, especially I'm a parent of young children. And so I don't know what they're going to grow up to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe if just one of them turns out holy, <laughs> it could have a really big effect uh, on on the rest of the family. Uh, and they can sort of uh, be there for their brothers and sisters. Because I think that's, as a parent, that's what you almost want more than anything is for your children to have a holy friendship. Right. Uh, not just with yourself, but with one another, because this is this is the kind of thing that happens when uh, when those things were able to develop. So maybe that's maybe that's something we can ask St. Scholastica to intercede mm-hmm. for, for holy families and holy examples in our families and for uh, good timing of rainstorms. So <laughs> thanks for joining us for this little episode on St. Scholastica. We don't know a lot about her, but the stories about her are very beautiful, and we can be rest assured uh, that St. Benedict's legacy is in part owing to his holy friendship with his sister. So we can ask for the intercession of St. Scholastica Pray for us. You can watch these interviews in video format by visiting form.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustine Institute and Ignatius Press with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, movies, e-books, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustine Institute, please visit missioncircle.org.